We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cast. Good morning. A public transportation system can be a reflection of the health and livability of a city. In fact, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention just released a report that draws a connection from a population's access to reliable transit to better health care access and health outcomes. The Central Maryland Transportation Alliance just released a report of their own, the 2023 Transportation Report Card. The region earned a D-plus, so definitely room for improvement. Joining us to talk through the report card is Brian O'Malley, beginning his 10th year as CMTA Executive Director. Welcome back to the, On the Record, Brian. Thanks. Great to be on the show. How often does CMTA assess the region's transit system? Every two to three years. We don't do it every year because it's based on 12 data points, and we don't control them. There are things like the census, which does update every year, but other things like the um, reports by the Centers for Disease Control or the American Society of Civil Engineers, some of which don't update every single year. And so we we produce a new report card every two to three years. And before I ask you about those data points, let me ask you about geography. This report looks at central Maryland. What does that cover? That's the greater Baltimore metropolitan region. So it's Baltimore City and the counties surrounding it. All the contiguous counties. That's right. What are you measuring in this report card? We are setting a bar for great transportation. We want to move the conversation from just knee-jerk complaining about traffic being frustrating to talking about what great transportation really means. For us, it means a great transportation system grows economic opportunity. It moves the economy, whereas a bad one is a drag on the economy. A great transportation system gives you choices, whereas a bad one cuts you off or limits you. And finally, a great transportation system keeps you and your environment healthy, whereas a bad one harms human health and harms the environment. So that's the big picture. But what are you actually measuring, the, the data points you talked about? We picked 12 indicators that measure those things that I just talked about. Things like uh, we look at the number, the percentage of the region's jobs that you can get to within 60 minutes by car and the percentage of the region's jobs that you can get to within 60 minutes by transit. We look at the grade that the American Society of Civil Engineers gives our infrastructure. Is it in good repair or not? We look at the number of days when the air was unhealthy for human lungs in the last year. Things like that. So why did the Central Maryland Transportation Alliance give the region's picture in 2023, a D plus. We started this in 2015, and we picked 12 started indicators. Started the report card we process. Correct. And we picked 12 indicators that measure those things, and then we compared the Baltimore region to the other metropolitan regions in the country that are the same size, between 2 million and 4 million population. And we grade on a curve. So we, we looked at someone who's doing it really well and set an A and, and looked at someone who's at the bottom of the list and, and set an F and figured out where we stack up compared to those peers. And it's not, and it's not very good. And it's not very good. What are the pain points? Um, in, in this year's report card, 
a big pain point is, and continues to be, the percentage of the region's jobs that one can get to by public transportation. Right now it stands at 8.5%. So that's why people say having a car is a price of admission to participate in the job market. So only about one out of 12 people can get to their job in an hour on public transportation? It, it actually means that the typical resident in the region can only get to about one out of every 12 jobs. So that's why, for example, Gerald Grimes, who, who runs the um, Mayor's Office of Employment Development at Mondawmin, says when clients come in, he wants to know if they have a car before he even wants to know if they have a GED. Because if you have a car, totally changes your job search. If, if you don't have a car, you're very, very limited. What is CEMTA proposing to, to improve the overall grade of Central Maryland's public transportation? So the back page of the report card lists five things that we can do to get better grades. And number one is fully fund transit's repair needs. Unfortunately, we keep underfunding the transit system's repair needs. Case in point, we just saw the emergency shutdown of the light rail due to, due to maintenance problems. Number two, prioritize transit on our streets. Our streets are very good at moving cars. We've spent decades optimizing for that. But there's a limit. When, if everyone's driving, there's only so much car movement that, w that we can build for. If we move transit on our streets, everything moves more efficiently. And so we need bus lanes and things like that. Number three, build walkable places near transit. Number four, expand the public transportation system. Right now, the, the, the biggest project on the horizon is building the red line. And f number five, maintain our roads and highways, but stop widening them constantly. We should, we should spend time catching up on our backlog of state of good repair for our roads and highways and take a break from widening every year. This is On the Record on WIPR. I'm Sheila Cast speaking with Brian O'Malley, head of the Central Maryland Transportation Alliance. We're talking about the latest transit report card just released by CMTA, giving the Central Maryland region a D+. What stands out in this report from past years? Is, is anything very different? A couple things. A, a piece of good news is the air quality got better. We had fewer days with, with unhealthy air. Uh, another important new piece is we found a way to measure transit reliability. We've had that in the report card since the beginning, but we've had to give an incomplete grade because it's hard to get an apples-to-apples -apples data point to compare how reliable is public transportation in the Baltimore region with its peers. And working with Aries for Transit, which is a Towson-based uh, startup. Aries for Transit. Yeah, uh, A-R-I-E-S, Aries for Transit. They, they use the public data feeds that transit agencies put out so that Google Maps or the Transit app or Apple Maps can tell you when the next bus is coming. And they compare that data with the published schedules and tell us how on time the buses are running and how on time the trains are running. And so we hired them to do a comparison of Baltimore area with peer systems around the country. And we got a D-plus there, too. Um, it's a combination of the buses that showed up in the data not being on time, but also the um, buses that are on the schedule, about 20% of them don't show up in the data. And we don't know if that's because they never ran or because they did run and didn't transmit a signal. 
But either way, that affects riders who are looking at their apps and trying to figure plan their trips. One of the, you mentioned um, one of the areas for improvement is transit maintenance. Mm-hmm. There's a very sudden emergency shutdown, as you mentioned, of the light rail system last month. What was that about, briefly? So light rail trains and subway trains last about 30 years. And to get 30 years out of them, you're supposed to do a midlife overhaul when they're 15 years old. So for our light rail cars, that was supposed to happen around 2007, 8, 9, 10. And we didn't do it. We, we delayed it, and then we did it late. And around 2012, the MTA started recommending that we should really just cut our losses and replace those cars for a number of reasons. And we didn't do that either. So, And that's a, that's a governor and MDOT decision. That's Maryland part, Department of Transportation. Maryland Department of Transportation, thank you. So they didn't fund that in those years, and the shutdown is the result of, of that underfunding the, the recommended maintenance. We continue to underfund MTA's maintenance as a state overall, and that's been across multiple administrations, unfortunately. Uh, and so that's something we, we are calling on Governor Moore to, to change, and, and we won't get better grades until we fix that. In December, Maryland Transportation Secretary Paul Wiedefeld announced more than $3 billion in in cuts over six years to the state's consolidated transportation program. He said that was due to declining revenues in the state's transportation trust fund. And then just yesterday, Governor Westmore said the state will infuse $150 million into transportation projects for the fiscal 2025 budget, which would serve as a, quote, critical funding bridge close quote, for workers and students who rely on uh, the state's transportation system. Is that enough? No, it's not enough. It reduces the cuts from $3.3 billion to $3.15 billion, so it's still huge cuts. It's a step in the right direction, but there's two problems with it. One is it's, it's, it's too small, and two is it's a one-off. It's, it's, a, it's one-year, last-minute funding fix by transferring funds from the general fund, but it doesn't allow the transit agency to plan ahead, or uh, and so that's going to cause delays and higher costs. There's a reason that cities and agencies plan capital spending six years at a time. You can't just uh, have these um, last-minute changes for one year at a time and be effective. Your group, the Central Maryland Transit Alliance, is going to start a campaign later this month called Get Maryland Moving. Let's hear a bit from the campaign. From Salisbury to Baltimore to Frederick, all Marylanders deserve to get around safely, reliably, and affordably. But right now, our state is letting many of our transportation systems fail, blocking us from accessing what we need to thrive. The Maryland Department of Transportation continues to waste billions of our tax dollars on expanding highways that aren't making our travel any faster. Instead, widening roads worsens air pollution, threatens public health, and actually increases traffic. How are you recommending that people take action? So these things won't change just by us raising our voice. We need people, your listeners, citizens, to ask their elected officials to reset our priorities. For decades, we've built out the interstate highway system and our roads and highways, and traffic is worse now than it was 
30 years ago. Anyone will tell you that, and, and the data will tell you that. So we need to have a more balanced approach, and that means greater investment in public transportation, spending on fix it first rather than widening roads and highways. And for that shift to happen, we want people to visit www.getmarylandmoving.org. And we send will an link e to, to that website. And send an email to Governor Moore and their elected officials asking for that change. If, if you don't let them know, we're gonna, the status quo is going to continue and, and grades like this will continue. So you've been at this job 10 years, right? And it's a, a marathon, not a sprint. What keeps you going? I think looking at, at young people, encountering people. I'm a public transit rider, so, so encountering people coming and going. People's stories keep me going. I feel a great responsibility that if we get this right, the city and the region and the state will thrive. We have a lot of great things to work with, infrastructure that were built by past generations, like the train system and the light rail and so forth. And I see incredible potential and that makes me, that inspires me to try to, to, try to get this right. Um, the other thing is, you know, caring for the planet and the environment and seeing the, the, the effects of climate change hitting us, affecting not just in the news, but, but family and friends and wanting to stave that off while there's still any chance to, to, to do so. But some people would look at the fact that the report card essentially hasn't gotten any better the whole time you've been doing it and mm -hmm. say, pay attention, it's not working. Yeah, we, we need help and we need folks we, to contact their elected officials and demand different, demand better. Otherwise it won't change. Brian, thank you. Thanks Good for luck. the chance to talk. Yep. Brian O'Malley is executive director of the Central Maryland Transportation Alliance. We've been talking about the CMTA's latest report card and assessment of transit quality for the region. It got a D+. We have a link to the report and to what you can do to help improve the grade at the On the Record page at WYPR.org. Short break on the record. When we're back, we hit the road to ask some Baltimore Transit riders what they experience. I'm Sheila Cass. Stay with us. Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. We're talking today about the Central Maryland Transportation Alliance's latest transit report card for the region, a depressing D+. We just heard from the head of CMTA. Now, On the Record senior producer Melissa Gear takes us out on a very slushy day to hear what some Baltimore transit riders have to say about their experiences. City Lincoln Druid Hill Park. Welcome aboard the MTA. Uh, I pretty much use the bus, the light rail, and the subway every day, all day. And I go all over. I do home improvements for myself, so not having a license in a vehicle, I got to depend on public transportation. So how would you characterize, how would you describe your public transportation experience so far? It's gotten a lot better over the just in the last year, it's gotten a lot better. Having them be on time is a lot better. Um, they're dependable, it, especially if you have the transit app. You look on the app, it tells you when the bus is coming, where it's at, and you can depend on that. 
If you um, were able to talk to uh, one of the people who, you know, take care of the whole system in, in Baltimore, what would you want them to know? I need to lower the prices back down. Definitely. Like prices got, went sky high over like a matter of months out of nowhere. And, you know, a lot of people don't have it, especially when you need an all-day pass. Everybody need to get fired. How come? They should not have a job. You shouldn't need, it shouldn't take me two hours to get home in Baltimore City from work. No, that's unacceptable. It is. And so, do you, how many buses do you take? Um, two buses, subway, and light rail. Each way? Each way. If you could ask the people who take care of the buses and everything, if you could ask them one, one thing, what would you ask? If you look at the amp, and it say three minutes, the bus don't show, it's canceled. That don't give you an opportunity to do something different or, 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 or make another plan. It, you just out there now. When, and if you're gonna cancel, at least give a person at least a half an hour so they can make another arrangement. You know, you might want to call somebody or get Lyft or Uber, you know, something. But if you, if you, you say three minutes and you're going to cancel, that's not giving nobody a chance to do anything. Do you have a preference of what you, uh, uh, you know, bus to, to light rail to subway? And, and if you do, why? First, uh, when I get off the train, the bus coming past. They, they, they're coordinating them, you know. By the time I got, got off that train, the, the bus should not be dead, but coming. I feel like I've been really lucky with my experience with public transportation that where I live in Remington, the 21 bus picks up really near my house and drops me off right near my workplace in East Baltimore. Um, I know that it's not as easy for a lot of people. Um, so I've been really fortunate. Um, I, and I, I chose where I lived because of that connectivity as well, because I and chose where I worked as well. You know, I use the, the, the buses to go back and forth to work, um, you know, and sometimes, like, uh, in between paydays, I, um, you know, sometimes I struggle with the ferry. The prices are too high. Um, and also, you know, it's, um, I've spoken with a few drivers. I'm actually thinking about joining the MCAT myself and driving buses as well. Um, but, you know, it says in the handbook that the drivers are supposed to show courtesy, and the, a lot of the drivers need to show more courtesy, especially, you know, sometimes I might not have the whole fare, and, and they tell me that I can't ride and that I'm stuck waiting for the next bus to go to work, um, as well as, you know, they just, they just need to be more reliable. The times that I'm waiting for a bus, the bus doesn't show up, as well as, you know, um, the bus the buses need to um, they they need a little bit a little bit more more maintenance on them. You know, I've been on a few buses that have been broken down um, over the time, and, and you know the, the buses that didn't have heat. Pedestrians, bus is turning. Uh, I, I take subway, the, um, light rail, and uh, the regular bus. What do you what do you use it for? Uh, to get back and forth to work sometimes. Uh, my mother's house, uh, family friends' house. And how would you characterize, how would you describe your experience? It's good. I feel as though it's good. It's all right. It ain't that bad. Things are on time and everything? Yeah, always, always. I ain't going to say always, sometimes, most of the time. Most of the time. If you had the ear of the MTA, the people who are in charge of the whole system, there's a big grin on your face. What would you ask them? 
I would ask them to fix these windows because, like, especially times like this now, it's, it's, it's cold. You feel me? The windows, some of the windows don't be well working. And uh, I ask them to ask their drivers to be us, uh, like, 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 they be more courteous to their fellow people. Like, it'd be a lot of angry drivers. <laughs> and it'd be like, it'd be crazy because certain people don't be deserving their anger. You know, they come come to work, you know, with attitude and stuff like that, so. You've experienced that? Yes, I have. Oh. I have, and it wasn't pleasant at all, you know. But it's cool, you know, it's life. It's alright. Sometimes I get mad because the bus is late. Um, I would ask the people for them to make the buses more cleaner. Why? What is your experience been? It's just sometimes when I get on the bus, it's dirty. Please help us keep this vehicle clean. There is no eating, drinking, or smoking on the bus. Thank you. Uh, so I take, uh, in during the summer and the springtime, I usually ride my bike to work. Uh, during the winter, I take the uh, Silver Route bus or the uh, Purple Route Charm City Circulator. And what has been your experience? How would you characterize your, your transit experience so far? Uh, it's really hit or miss. The bus routes themselves are great and the bus experiences are great. All the drivers are fantastic. Uh, the main issue is just sort of frequency of the route. So like right now, uh, we've been out here for probably about four or five minutes. Uh, based on the transit app that I was looking at, it's probably gonna be another five minutes. And that's pretty typical. 10 minutes is often the minimum that we're out here especially when it's very cold or raining or snowing, it's not ideal. Um, so the main issue is frequency, I think. And this is rush hour, so is that your bus? It is, yeah. Okay. Please move to the rear of the bus to allow other passengers to board. For your safety, please do not stand beyond the yellow line. Thank you. Uh, I'm new here in Baltimore. I arrived last week, so I'm, actually, I'm currently using the purple route because it's free till I figure out what transport is better for me. So sure. that's why the one I'm using right now. And what has been your experience so far? I think it's very clean, very good, actually, overall. And I'm, I'll keep using it as long as I can. I mean, I don't have to change because the one that is paying, uh, which you pay a fee, is kind of the same. Um, where did you come from? Spain. And if you had the ear of the, the MTA is the organization that runs the buses, um, what would you say, please give us? Uh, maybe more buses, maybe every five minutes in the morning, in the peak hours at least. And it would be great. And maybe also the last, because the purple route is until 8 p.m. So maybe it would be better until 10 p.m. maybe. And it would be perfect. I mean the perfect transportation in Baltimore. Um, I use public transportation, more of transit buses and basically Metro subway, and the modus for that is for work. The good and the flaws, sometimes, you know, the buses come on time, and operators are more basically respectful when they're doing their jobs. And, tonight. and then you have the your beds, which is basically the ones that's not basically out here, buses are not showing up, buses are not coming on time, and that's what I basically mean by the flaws sometimes. If you were able to kind of let the MTA know, you know, one thing, what would you want them to know? I just want to let y'all know, thank y'all. You know, I know y'all doing a wonderful job, you know. I know sometimes things can be harshful, but keep up the good work and bring more out here. <laughs>
bring more. Bring more buses out here. <laughs> we hope that you are enjoying your ride, and we thank you for your patronage. That's On the Record senior producer Melissa Gear. She spoke with bus, subway, and light rail riders in Baltimore over a couple of frigid days. The Central Maryland Transportation Alliance recently released its transit report card for the region, giving us a D+. We have a link to the report at the On the Record page at wypr.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Come back tomorrow. Mm -hmm.